Welcome to this bonus episode of the Movie Clint Podcast. I am David. And I am Sherry. And on this episode, we'll be doing our one-year wrap-up. I guess this episode, the best way I can describe it, is we're going to be doing our top threes. Yeah. Now, how this is going to work is Sherry is going to pick three of the films that I chose as what her top threes will be. And I will be doing the same with Sherry's. This will not include the bonus episodes because those were kind of picked by both Mm -hmm. of us. And we will also throw in an honorable mention in there, like a film that maybe did not make our top three, but was close. That we still enjoyed. But I mean, I'm going to uh, throw this out there before I get into mine and say I enjoyed all the series picks. I mean, they were all good to me. So this was kind of a hard list for me to narrow down, but... You know, at the end of the day, I just kind of looked and like, well, these were my definite ones. These right. these are my, my go-tos. But that's really where I'm going to be coming from on this. And what we're going to do is I'm going to let Sherry give her, us her third, and give her a little brief description on what she liked about the film, what kind of still stands out to her about the film and everything, and why she chose it as her third. So what we'll do is I'll let her uh, take the reins and start out. Okay, my number three is Running Man. Running Man? Yeah. I just, I feel like Running Man was, from a podcasting perspective, was yeah. when we finally hit our floor and we were getting better. Oh, yeah. We were starting to feel more comfortable and enjoying ourselves and not so stiff and tight and trying to be perfect at everything and just being more ourselves and letting go. Like most of your movies that you chose, I had never seen it. That's right, yeah. Yeah, most everything you chose this year, I had not seen. Yeah, and I have to admit, I'm surprised in a way The Running Man was on that list. (laughs) Because I I wasn't sure if you really liked that movie. uh, I did. Yeah. I did. Um, I'm not a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm hurt. Uh, (laughs) Continue. But I did enjoy this one because... I mean, it was just good to watch. I liked it the second time. We more, more so. More, I picked, took in more, enjoyed the characters more. And I felt like there was just a lot in it that reminded me of what we're going through now in the world. There was a lot of that at the end of the film. And it was just, it felt like the right place to be at that time when we were talking about it. Yeah, I so, mean, oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's one that... I remember I, I usually pre-screen some movies before I pick them for the podcast just to see if there's stuff mm-hmm. 
worth talking about in the film. And I know when I watched that one again, this was shortly before we was planning to get the podcast up and going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we've been we, talking about it for years, but our schedules yeah. just never... Yeah, it was one that I looked at right before we were going to get the wheels in motion, and I thought, yeah, this is one I would like to do on the podcast. I think there's yeah. some right material here to talk about. Mm-hmm. And also, it's an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. but there's stuff to talk about as well in it. I don't know. It's like I said, I always felt that was a pretty underrated Schwarzenegger film because you don't really hear it talked no, about. It's not like Terminator or Conan mm-hmm. or any of those are like Predator or yeah. any of those. It's, it's kind of one that's a little under the radar. But I have to admit, I'm kind of surprised that you uh, liked that film. I uh, did. As much as you did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I'm very happy about that one. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm totally behind that choice. <laughs> but I did. I thought we really enjoyed that part, doing that episode. Yeah, and I do agree with you. I've, always, I've kind of felt like our episodes have gotten better, better. with each mm-hmm. one that we do. We and struggled some with audio, which I think lots of people do. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times the mics we had, we couldn't hear it in our headset that it was yeah. something was going on with the mic. So I felt like this episode, we just finally had some stability. You know, just kind of, we felt more comfortable. We just had fun and let it just ride the way it was going to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that episode went really well, despite me calling a hockey stick a hockey puck. <laughs> but outside of that, a little... You knew what you were saying. A little <laughs> slip of the tongue here and there that I tend to have. You knew what you meant. You just said something Yeah, else. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, like I said, I, overall, I really enjoyed that. I mean, there there might be a few more Schwarzenegger films I might pick at some point down the line. Well, there's the definitely one I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I already w- told you. I mean, I would love to do the original Terminator yeah. at some point because I really love that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's one right off the top of my head I can think of. But I'll probably pick some more of his here and there because I said mm-hmm. I, I enjoy his films for the most part. You know, I mean, he's had some stinkers here and there like <laughs> anybody does. But, yep. you know, overall, they're good. Yeah. But is that all you have on uh, your three? Think, yeah, for number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my number three is going to be the film Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes. Now, this is just an all-time Joe Dante favorite for me. Me too. I mean, it's uh, one I enjoyed during this theatrical run. I've watched it many times over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost like it's I guess it's almost like one of those films that's almost ingrained in your skull. Yep. You know, I can remember every part of the film you know, almost even every, the way every line is said in the Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It's just, it's a perfect Christmas time movie to it me. Is. And that's very strange to say because it's a very dark film. At I times. love how it dances that horror. Yeah. There's a couple scenes in it that are very... Well, Joe Dante was always really good at that. Mm-hmm. So because Burbs was the same way. Burbs was that way. Yeah. If you watched his segment in the Twilight Zone movie, that's another one too that has some horror stuff in it, but it has a lot of comedic stuff. Piranha is the same way. Uh-huh. He does a good job at balancing that stuff and making it work. Where yeah. I've seen other films that do that, and they totally botch it. They either go too far one way or too far the other mm-hmm. way. Gremlins is just... It's hard to even say. It's almost like a, it's a masterpiece in some it ways. Is. Because, and I look at the film and I'm kind of sad at times too. Because mm-hmm. that's a bygone era that's 
probably we're never going to see again of animatronic puppets and things like that where you're you have something physically there yeah. and it because i have a feeling when it, if i do a gremlins 3 gremlins 4 it's going to be cgi and that's going to take a lot of the magic mm-hmm. out of it and i am not looking forward to that day no they'll do it probably though. yeah I, I mean to me gremlins is just a perfect film in that regard uh I said your top three picking yours was hard because yeah. I liked every one of them mm-hmm. in their own way. But that film right there, it's a Christmas movie mm-hmm. to me. It's like one of the films I always love to watch it around Christmas time. And I'll probably watch it again this Christmas. But I know um, to not spoil too much of my list, I have another Joe Dante film on this list <laughs> coming up. And I'll be talking more about him mm-hmm. at that time too. But I'm going to go with Gremlins as my number three. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with this episode. Yeah. And we laughed. And it was just easy. Yeah. Putting a whole lot of depth to it. Well, Gremlins is just a fun movie to talk about yeah. it anyway. In yeah. any way. But like I said, I will uh, knock it out as my number three. And what do you have going for your number two on the list? Number two is Rad. Rad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I get, had yeah. never heard of this movie. Yeah, I remember you said Never that. seen it. That's how you usually start the podcast out. Like, sometimes <laughs> when you look back at all those 80s, you know, flashbacks, I, I thought I would have saw it, but, the, like, I had no memories of this movie whatsoever. I was pretty young. I'm out in 85. Five. So, yeah, yeah you so would have only... born in 78. So, you would have only been about seven years old when yeah. this came out. Seven so, or eight, maybe. Yeah, And it's... Probably a little bit more of a little boy movie, like a male, like a boy movie, because the BMX bikes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Even though there is a movie BMX Bandits that has Nicole Kidman as the lead in it. Wow. Yeah, which I haven't seen in years, and I really want to get that Blu-ray. <laughs> but continue. Um, Rad, I just it, I just loved it. It was just it made me just happy to watch it. It was just. So much fun. The characters were fun. And despite it being not very popular, like I thought it like the script was pretty good. The characters the actors were pretty good. It just maybe just hit at the wrong time or something. I don't know. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of when they fall. Yeah, a lot of the time films they're just not released properly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that film, I think I only remembered it coming out. I think even in the episode, I read about it in a magazine at first. Mm-hmm. And then I might have seen a couple little ads on TV. Mm-hmm. That was it. I have no memories of ever even seeing it in flashbacks. And there's a scene in this movie, a BMX bike dance. Yes, my favorite scene in the movie. Why has that not hit flashbacks? I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. No. This movie reminds me a lot of Karate Kid. Just kind of like how just the how he wanted to win, but they just kept throwing things in his path that, you know, made it like he couldn't achieve his goal. So would that make Lori Lachlan Mr. Miyagi in that film? Well, I guess. <laughs> in a way. In a way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I never thought that. <laughs> You know, it just dawned on me. I enjoyed this movie was just very sweet. It didn't take itself too serious. Well, it's just a fun early you know, mid eighties kind of mm-hmm. popcorn movie. This is kind really of a movie you sit your kids down, 
you don't want them seeing a lot of sex, a lot of cussing. Mm-hmm. Now, the little girl in this. Yeah, she is feisty. Yes. <laughs> She's feisty, but, I mean, it was pretty G-rated. Yeah, the film was PG, G, yeah. yeah, I believe. Yeah. So, it was pretty innocent in a lot of ways, but this was one that I liked it the first time I watched it. I enjoyed it, and then the second time even more. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a film that I don't see how anyone who watches it couldn't get some kind of enjoyment out yeah. of it. It, it might not be your favorite movie you ever see, yeah. but like I don't see why you would dislike it. Yeah, I don't see where you could either, because yeah. to me, if you dislike this movie in any way, then you're dead inside. You just have no heart <laughs> no at all. No heart. Yeah, because it's just so much fun. It's like I said, I have a lot of affection for it because it was during my time period. Yeah. I was a BMX bike rider at the mm-hmm. time this came out. So like I said, I think in the podcast we did on it, there's a movie made for me. So they, they're like, what did David want to see? BMX bike riders in a movie? This is a movie for you, David. So come on in. So I'm very happy that you enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Because I, that's another one of those cases of like, oh, I'm not sure if she's going to like yeah, this Yeah, because when you, saw, you showed me like the poster and all, I was yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah, well. Yeah. I don't know about this one, but I yeah. did enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's one that... You know, like I said, I wasn't sure, but I'm happy that you did. And I don't know. I mean, if there's one regret about that episode that we did is there was a lot of some audio issues. Mm-hmm. That was like our first episode. There was some audio issues. We were, having, we were struggling with our mics. Like I was saying earlier, you don't realize it's happening until yeah. you listen to it and it's already recorded. Yeah. And it's right in the middle of what you're saying and there's nothing you can do but just let it fly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, it's... We still had our training wheels on the bike at the time <laughs> to, on so. our BMX this bike. This was our first episode. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. It was, like I said, as time went on, you know, each episode got better and you didn't really hear the audio issues anymore. So thankfully yeah. we got those smoothed out. If there's one podcast I wish that we could have done over was that one just because of the sound yeah. issues. But, you yeah. know, it's there, you know, and the sound issues aren't terrible all the way through it, but they do show up here and there. But despite the audio, I think it was one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Even though it was very early, it was the very first full episode we did. Oh, yeah. Other than the introduction one. Yeah, I mean, I kind of say the same thing because I know I felt and even now I still feel a lot of nerves when I record but I know that one there I was particularly nervous so you know but I tried to mask it as well as I can (laughs) but you know I'm like I said I'm just very happy that you enjoyed that one I mean any of the films that I bring to the table I'm happy that you know when you enjoy it because I said I know you're not an avid movie watcher by any stretch I was just happy you watched that one said no I didn't find that dry or boring like uh, one film that we covered. (laughs) I had to have a discussion with myself when we decided to do this podcast that we were going to go back and forth. It was going to be your choice. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to have to sit through a lot of stuff that I might not have before. Yes. You know, I just kind of said, well, you're going to have to give a lot a chance, at least for the podcast. Well, that's it. You got to go into it's really the way I go into any movie. I go into any movie with an open mind mm-hmm. because you kind of have to. You just never know. I mean, there are films, for example, I remember watching the ads for them or a preview, and I'm like, oh god, this movie's gonna suck. 
Mm-hmm. But then I watched it and I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't half bad. <laughs> you know, I can point out a film that I seen, I think this was back in the 90s. It was a movie with Denzel Washington called Virtuosity. I seen the preview for that and I thought, oh God, that's going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> but, you know, I like Denzel Washington. So I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a shot anyway. The previews look terrible. But I was like, okay. And I went and watched the movie. I was like, well, this is a pretty good action movie right yeah. here. It's not the greatest thing you'll ever watch, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm very happy that I just jumped into it with both feet just to give it a chance and that's kind of what you're doing here with the podcast you're like well mm-hmm. i don't know anything and you even said like the rad poster you're like oh my god <laughs> but then you jumped into it and watched it you're like okay this is yes. a good movie I so enjoyed it. yeah i mean that's like i said i'm very happy that you like that one and like i said it should probably should have been your number one maybe but we'll see what your number one is well, but i mean number two my number two number two is just as good but is that all you got that's on right yeah. okay well, my number two is, I guess, the second in the Joe Dante double feature, and that'll be The Burbs. Now, The Burbs is a very underrated Joe Dante film. He even said that was his worst-reviewed movie. And I never get that. At the time. I'm just very happy that the film has gained a cult status mm-hmm. over the years because I feel it deserves it. I love the dark humor in the movie, and the paranoia of the film (laughs) and the characters are just these quirky weirdos (laughs) in this uh, little uh, suburb area and i I love how they they are so suspicious of the clopex yeah when they don't see themselves well there you go how like they're breaking in people's houses they're setting people's houses on fire while they're gone for the day In, in a way they're they're as bad as the Clopex, except the, <laughs> the Clopex, Clopex don't bother anybody. Well, the Clopex. Well, except when they kill somebody. Yeah, that, that's where the Clopex are a little worse. <laughs> but outside that, they're pretty much the same, except yeah. for the murder thing. That murder thing kind of tips the Clopex over the scale there a little bit. <laughs> but this is just a film. I guess it almost falls into Gremlins or any Joe Dante movie. I could put this movie in after we're recording this podcast and watch it. Mm-hmm. and be just as entertained by it as the first time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm really planning. I know at some point I am planning to do more Joe Dante films because mm-hmm. I really love his work. I mean, I can't think of a film of his that I've watched or I say, okay, that film sucked. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. Some are better than others, but overall I've enjoyed them. And The Burbs, I just love the feel of this movie mm-hmm. on how it starts very quirky and then it just gets very dark <laughs> as it goes along. The character interactions are amazing. You know, Bruce Dern and um, <laughs> uh, Rick Dukeman and mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, you know, they just all play off of each, each other, other so well. It's another one of those cases of, to me, I could find little fault with this movie. I've sat down at times and looked at like, you know, is there anything that really jumps out at me like, oh, this don't work in a movie, but no. And it has like one of my favorite scenes ever is where when they go to the Clopec house to meet them and they're sitting there and you got, oh God, what's his name? Staring at Tom Hanks. Ruben. Ruben staring at Tom Hanks. Yeah, Uncle Ruben. just no. Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, and just eyeballing him the whole time. And I love that scene so much. And I, I mean, I could pick many scenes. That My favorite movie. scene is the, where he picks the, the stretcher up. And throws, and throws it in because it, it was improvised, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks totally improvised that part. Um, Take I, me to the hospital. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, I love that scene. If my memory is correct from that episode, most of that film was improvised. Yeah, because of the writer's strike. Yeah, because of the writer's strike yeah. at the time. They he encouraged had to, them to. Well, yeah, and because I, I remember Joe Dante said that they pretty much shot the film in sequence since it was all shot in that one area. Yeah. You know, the houses and everything. Mm-hmm. So they could just shoot the film because most films are shot. You would, Sometimes you would shoot an ending scene and then you would shoot a scene from the beginning. But no, yeah. they didn't do that. They literally shot from the moment the film starts to the end right. in sequence. So that gave them time to improvise stuff a lot better and say, well, we're at this point in the movie. Maybe my character would be doing this. And I think that really made the film work. It felt more real a little more spontaneous Mm -hmm. at times when you're watching it. I don't know. I guess I'll never get what the critics disliked about this movie. Just looking to dislike something. Yeah, that's (laughs) my best guess because I know when I was doing some research on that episode, I was really trying to dig up what was the beef with this film. I think some of the critics said it didn't know what it wanted to be, a comedy or a horror. But I think, well, it was trying to be both. I mean, it wasn't trying to put pigeonhole itself into one thing it's like we got some comedy we got some horror we mm-hmm. mix and there yep. we go and to me the people that were saying that obviously hadn't seen any other joe Dante films because i said going back to what i said before piranha is uh the howling despite that's got some scary moments in it but it's got some funny ones too but i don't know i guess like i said i'll never get it what critics think are thinking at times they, mm-hmm. It's like they don't take a film for what it is. It's like they go into a film wanting it to be what they thought it was going to be right. and not for what it is on, on the on the screen. I'm going to have to go with definitely with Burbs as number two. because and Before of, we move on, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you want to go down to the deli and get uh-huh. one of those beef sandwiches? Yeah, well, we're going to do that after the podcast is over. <laughs> we're going to go do that after the, the, the show is over. Yeah, well, hell, I'm going to get a double, actually. That sounds good. But... <laughs> <laughs> the Burbs is number two, and like I said, it's uh, mm. it was a neck and neck for my number one, but I'll get to that shortly because I had a difficult time figuring out which one was going to be my number one. This I'm, one, I'm one anxious to see because I don't know. Yeah, but that's uh, that's my number two, The Burbs, and now I'm going to pass it over to you, and let's hear what your uh, number two film is. Number one. Number one film, that's right. Oh. Was... Uh, number one would be, drum roll. Planet of the Apes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I just love this movie. And I'm very happy to hear it. Because it was the oldest movie we did. Yes, uh, up to this point, yeah. Yes. Also had never seen it. Thought oh. I had, but not had seen it. Didn't you say you had seen like little scenes I of the movie? I had seen that end scene. And that's, that's pretty much it? And I yeah. thought that I had seen it, but when we started watching it, I was like, no, I've never seen this. I kind of wish I had been alive when this came out. Like, I can imagine how people took this movie. Yeah, I've said that myself. Like, the craze of how it started. Oh, yeah. It's been so many movies and different things since then. But, like, to have that original thing on film to see in the theater, like, would have been just amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I would have loved to have been in a theater back when this was first released and not know anything about it. And yeah. that ending, just, you know, when you say that ending, you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Even though, like, I knew it was coming, it still shocked me. Because I was just like, I didn't really know. 
know it was going to, like, I hadn't seen the first part to see how his transition through the movie. And that was like such a huge thing for him at the end because he kind of went from not liking people to trying to defend people because he was on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Still struggling, struggling to be the top of the totem pole. And then finding out that they destroyed themselves. Yeah. So he was defending basically the human race who pretty much what the apes had said. no regard even for themselves. Yeah. And yeah. the apes were right. But I just, I just love the, in this movie, like, like you couldn't make it now because of all the costumes, the makeup, mm-hmm. like that. I just don't see past maybe something like Lord of the Rings in the last 15 years, them doing something so broad, you know, all the Yurikai and all the dwarfs and elves and stuff and that movie where it was Weta that did that. And they were all about the makeup and the prosthetic. Well, that's true because the new Planet of the Apes movies are all CGI. They're CGI. Yeah. I don't know that you could make this. And I don't even know if it would be as good. Like, you know, you would look at these characters and, like, their eyes look so real. Because that was real, their real eyes. That was the only thing real about them. It was just like they all had their own personalities and... You know, the actors were so good in this movie that it just brought it alive because it could have really just flopped. And they were worried about that at the time. If they didn't have the right lineup of actors to keep you engaged with the characters. Because voices are important. When you Sometimes when it's a monotone voice, I'm like, ugh. Well, yeah. You know, like I'm not, I'm drawn to more people like they had kind of theatrical voices and just something that drew you to being interested in them. Well, there you go, and they did they they did the right thing, you know. Roddy McDowell, mm-hmm. you know Cornelius and Kim Hunter, Zira, yeah, and you had a uh, Maurice uh, Evans, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, yeah. And like I said, they really helped bring mm-hmm. those makeups to life because yeah. you, what you said is exactly true. If you would have had an actor under that makeup who wasn't engaging mm-hmm. and who did, it wouldn't have worked. And if the makeup looked bad, it wouldn't have worked. I think that was the smart move. I think they even said that in the documentary. They wanted actors who could bring it to life, and that's who they got, mm-hmm. and it worked. And I think I like the fact that there was just how long ago was that out, and we're still in this world struggling with the same thing. Sixty-eight. Yeah, uh, we're still yeah. in two thousand twenty-one struggling with the same things. Yeah. Well, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there, there you go. Some films like that are timeless. You know, they might have been made 50 years ago, mm-hmm. 40, 50 years ago, but the themes and everything going through them will carry on probably long after we're gone. You know, no, that's the kind of film that stands the test of time. Yeah, and it was just like, I've always liked classic movies, but I wasn't sure about this one because I was, all I've ever seen are the new ones. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I would wouldn't like it as much because you think okay well technology wasn't as good then you're not going to like it as much as the stuff now that you're used to but i actually liked it better because i felt like it was it was based on the acting well now uh, we didn't get into this into the podcast you actually like this film more than the new ones that they did yeah oh wow i think it's just like to me kind of flawless oh like 
The script was good. The acting was good. It moved quick, but not enough, not too fast that you didn't get attached to the characters. Because I was scared for Zira and Cornelius. I didn't know what they were going to do to them. And I was starting to worry for him. Taylor? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I wasn't sure they weren't going to listen to anything he said. No. Because they don't, I think they don't want it to go back the other way. Well, yeah. And that goes to the whole point at the end, you know, of why they don't want what man did before to destroy them again. Them. Yeah. Their society. Yeah. So you can kind of see where they're coming from, even if you don't yeah. exactly agree. I mean, I, I kind of kept calling them grumpy bastards, the monkeys. But when you really think about the situation they're in, why would you want that mm-hmm. near you? Yeah. Coming, getting around you and ruining what you've built. It's very interesting when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Because you can sympathize with them. Well, that's like I said, that movie has got a lot of layers to it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot going on. I mean, it's a fun science fiction movie, but there's a lot underneath it that you can really sit there and, yeah, I mean, you can really sit there and look at it, pick apart stuff in it, you know, and that's the kind of science fiction I tend to go for. There's not a whole lot of classic movies that I've watched that I immediately want to watch the second one. Yeah. And I did this one. Well, it's like I said, the sequel I will be doing in this coming year's uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. And I am definitely very curious to hear what you think of that one. Because that one is, to put it mildly, interesting. It's not as good as the original, but that would be a hard hill to climb anyway so if you go into it expecting it not to be as good as the original but an interesting film in its own way you'll probably get more out of it the only thing i can say about the sequel is not to kind of tip my hand too early on it but that's one of the few films i've ever watched where the ending my jaw was hanging open and i don't know i I, i'm very curious to hear definitely what you think of that but do you have any more on planet of the apes that you want to throw out there Okay, well, I will go into my number one film. And my number one film is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns is one of my favorite films from the 80s. It was, like I said, it was difficult between this and the Burbs, but Killer Clowns won out to me because I'm a big fan of just like culty B movies. You know, from the opening credits of the the theme song by the dickies is playing (laughs) right to the end you know and it just moves very quickly and i just i don't know it's really going to be difficult for me to name everything i love in this movie i love the performances i think they're very good for what this film is Mm -hmm. i mean this is a film that's just really a throwback to the 1950s sci-fi films like the blob and you know them and things like that and the special effects are amazing too this is another film that falls into gremlins where i keep hearing rumblings of a sequel and i'm so afraid they're going to do one and it's going to just be cgi stuff and that would kill me if they did that <laughs> like i said and the whole just the whole concept of this movie how many beers did you have to come up with i know what movie we'll do we'll do a movie about clowns that come from outer space and and yeah. put people in cotton candy cocoons and suck their blood out. But have a very sinister yeah. kind of 
Yeah, I mean, how many beers did it take to come up with this movie? And it works. I mean, it works. You hear the title of this movie, at first you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be stupid. Uh, yeah, this is going to suck balls. <laughs> and then you watch it, and it's just entertaining. I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me. I don't know as far as praise, you know, how high I could go for this movie. This is a movie I'll try to introduce as many people as I can yeah, to. Yeah, you introduced it to me. Yeah, there you go. And I, I remember even back in my... 20s and in my teens you know i'd be like oh you want to watch a cool movie here let's watch this one and we'd watch it and thankfully for the most part everybody who watched it really got a kick out of it now you did have a few grumpy asses that didn't like it <laughs> but that's a given i mean i've tried to hand this out to people as time goes on say if you want to watch something a little off off kilter mm -hmm. check this movie out this is a lot of fun and if you're a film fan that's very receptive to different things, then this is a film that I think you'll enjoy. I don't know. I, as I said, it's, it's a number one for me because it falls into another category of like Gremlins and the Burbs. I can watch this film at any time and be fine. You know, you said that you had never seen this one I until haven't. I brought it to you. And I imagine you were another one that was like, oh, he brought, oh, shit, this is going to be dumb. <laughs> you know, but I remember you ended up enjoying it a great oh, deal also. Because yeah. this, you know, of course, this was your pick. What would you think of a sequel if they did this? If they kept it the way it was originally, well, I would love it. But I make, doubt that happen, yeah, would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'm very concerned. I, I kind of hope that they leave this alone is what it is. <laughs> and I hope more generations of people, you know, their kids and everything start watching this and kind of enjoying it and just mm -hmm. spreading the word. Because really, in a lot of ways, this film, I still don't hear a lot about it anymore. You know, it's, it's still kind of more of an underground film. You know, it's not like one that's gained popularity over the years. I mean, it kind of always just had this little core cult film base, and yeah. that's it. It never really broke out into mainstream in any way. I don't know. It's like I said, that's my number one. I just totally love it film. It's probably one of my favorite kind of B cult films of all time. I don't know. I mean, I can't. I would love maybe at some point if we did an episode of favorite cult films but i don't know if you would have many outside of probably howard the duck or things like that uh, yeah i don't know i mean i could go into just be cult films forever because i truly love them but like i said that that is my number one and i guess now we're going to go to an honorable mention mm -hmm. one that didn't quite make our top three but was one that we would like to kind of throw out there and recommend to people that we covered this past year and i'm going to let you go on in yours first Okay, my honorable mention was Shocker. Sh wow, Shocker. Now, that surprises me. <clears throat> because it was just so fun to do this one. Oh, the... That schizophrenic piece of crap. But it was so fun. We had so much fun watching this one and doing the podcast. Yeah. I hadn't seen it since I was a little kid. It was like watching a new movie. <laughs> again that's right you said you had seen bits of this when you was a kid no i right? saw it oh you saw I the saw complete the film okay but i just didn't have many memories of the whole movie and as a whole like i just remember little scenes like the electrocution scene mm -hmm. mostly i just thought this one was just you could not take it serious no. you just had to 
Now, I was very confused with the ending, but it was kind of funny that I was that confused, you know? Well, I'll put my hand up, too, and say I was confused. You had a lot better grasp than I do. But I still didn't have a full one either. (laughs) My brain's a little bit slower to catch on sometimes. Uh, In this case, mine was. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But that's that's mine. I mean, if we had done four, I probably would have added this one. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I have to admit, I'm kind of surprised that you put that one out there like that because I was almost thinking it would be something else. No, what do you think it would be? Probably The Beast Must Die or something like that. I went back and forth between those. Yeah, Yeah. because I remember that was one that you got a pretty good kick out of. And I think that was another film you didn't really like it much the first time you watched it, but then the second time you really... Yeah, I was bored and not following but yeah, I'll, I have to admit I was pretty surprised it was Shocker because I was almost expecting The Beast Must Die would have been in there because I'll even have to admit out of the two films, I think The Beast Must Die is a little more entertaining to me. Really? Yeah, than Shocker, but not by a huge margin. <laughs> but it's just a little more entertaining because I guess The Beast Must Die, I can follow it fairly well and I, and I think the acting is better in The Beast Must Die than it is in Shocker because Shocker some of the acting in it is pretty dodgy I don't know I still enjoy them both yeah I think I was a little bit draw- more drawn to Shocker like the first part of the movie is almost like a serial killer mystery yeah kind of thing you know how I love serial killer stuff and, yes you know I'm disturbed well yeah we all are but you know the end is just cheese Oh, yeah. You just have to just let it roll. Yeah, because once he is out of that uh, electric chair and it yeah. goes into the whole thing, yeah, it hits cheese central. Then. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with that assessment because, yeah, you're right. The first half of the film is pretty grim in some ways mm-hmm. because it's very serial killer you know, like going around and killing families and stuff like that. But yeah. then once it hits after that electric chair stuff, it boy it just goes bonkers after that. It kind of remind, reminded me of like, you know how like Nightmare, the the original Nightmare on Elm Street was very actually scarier. Oh yes. More serious, and as it went on, it got cheesier. It's like this one. He just came out cheese to the start. Pretty close. Yeah, I, maybe that was a part of his personality, kind of developing that uh cheese cheesier qualities in movies well i think and going back to something i think wes craven in shocker was trying to make horace pinker more of a freddy early on because yeah you're right the first kind of the first two elm street movies freddy's still pretty scary you know he had these little quips here and there but but they weren't overt but once you start hitting a third elm street film on that's when they really laid it on thick and i think that was one of the mistakes that wes craven did with shocker i don't know if i mentioned this in the podcast or not maybe i did or didn't but i kind of felt like he shouldn't have done that with this first movie yeah i agree he should have just played it as dead just let him be the violent person he was in the front of the movie yeah just let it in but it was scarier that he could go anywhere. Yeah. And you couldn't stop it. Yeah. And then maybe as the, if you did get to do sequels yeah. as the series yeah. go on, then you could kind just of... Just let him be a little quirkier as he went on. Yeah. But. And I do... I, I don't know if I mentioned that in the podcast or not, but that's one of the things I always yeah. felt that was a mistake that he made. One of many mm-hmm. in that film. But I think even Craven admitted that that film, he kind of 
wished he could go back and do yeah. stuff different because I do remember at the time before he passed, that was one of the films of his that was, they were talking about doing a remake of. Mm-hmm. But, but I think we talked about it in the podcast that this was that transition from slashers being so popular to not. Mm-hmm. So he was in that transition, that weird transition of time where they, you're trying to hang on to what was popular. Yeah. But people are not as interested anymore in that. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that now that mm-hmm. you mention it because this was kind of the waning days of the slasher film mm-hmm. genre because I think within a year after this film came out, slasher films were pretty much dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was within the year. So mm-hmm. this was right there on that tail end. And did not really start again till Scream. I mean, yeah. popular. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Scream was 96 and this was 89 mm-hmm. so, so there's a good 10 years nearly of 89 uh, to 96 that's what seven eight years yeah 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 that you know slashers just kind of died out oh not only slashers but really horror, horror film, in general. films in general yeah. really because at that time I do remember you would get some horror films but not many you would get things like Dr. Giggles and, and yeah. um I think there was a Hellraiser film that came out around that time, Hellraiser 3 maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, horror films at that time were pretty much gone and yeah. dead at that time. Until, like you said, Scream came back. Ironically, Wes Craven directed it. Yeah. And kind of brought things back back again. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm pretty happy it was Shocker. I'm surprised it was Shocker. <laughs> like I said, I was expecting another one altogether. But yeah, I mean, I, I could mean, I could see where Shocker would you pick it though. It was it, hard. It was hard. There's you know only one that I did not like that you chose. Oh well, yes. I still can't tell you why. To be honest. Yeah. I just don't like it. I don't know. Maybe that'll change someday. And maybe. ironically, it's probably the most popular movie <laughs> that I picked. So go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of Steven Spielberg's most popular films. And I, eh, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I think David was going to punch me out. No, no. <laughs> no, it was just, it was. Threatened to divorce me. Uh, yeah, 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 well, I tore up the papers, as I said. But is that all you have on uh, Shocker? Okay. Shocker was just fun, and I really enjoyed doing the podcast on it yeah like i said i there are a few more west craven films i do want to cover at some point i mean probably some of like i think he even said in the podcast some of his more obscure stuff like yeah. Dead, deadly blessings and serpent, and serpent rainbow, of the rainbow and stuff yeah. like that that movie scared me yeah I, I remember i watched that film again a little while back and i forgot how effective some of that movie is mm-hmm. And that's one I would definitely like to cover at some point, if not in a regular episode, maybe do a bonus episode on that Because if you went back and you wanted to just do a movie that was like where a classic character was born, Mm -hmm. you could do Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and I did consider doing Nightmare on Elm Street at some Mm -hmm. point, but I've heard other podcasts that's covered that movie, and I'm just like, I don't know what else I could say on that film that hasn't been said. Now, if we were to ever go crazy one day and just do, this would require us both to watch every film in the series, mm-hmm. but just do a episode, like a bonus episode that was just like a complete overview of the series. Mm-hmm. We don't cover one film in particular, but we can just sit there and say, okay, I like this film. I didn't like this one. Here's what I liked, what they did yeah. here. That would be interesting to do, but mm-hmm. that would require us to watch all eight 
wow. Freddy movies, and plus the remake, which I don't know if I could watch that one again. <laughs> but if we had to do a podcast on it, I guess I would have to watch it. But, oh, mm-hmm. God, that was a brutal sit down watching that movie. <laughs> it was. But I don't know. That might be something we can kind of hash out and talk about at some point if we decide we want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and just, uh, just see how it pans out. But like I said, that's all you've got on Shocker? Yeah. Okay. Well, my honorable mention is going to be Bad Girls. Yeah. Um, this is another one that falls into just a fun B-movie kind of Western. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched this film in years when you brought it in. I think the last time I'd watched it was around the time it came on video, out on videotape yeah. after, you know, it was originally in the theaters. So that had to have been, what, 95? four somewhere around in there last time i watched it so it had been a long time yeah and i had very little memory of this movie mm-hmm. i remember but watching it again it was a nice little surprise because by all accounts i just remember the reviews of this movie being wretched and i was kind of like you on some of the films I brought to the table, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But like I said, yeah. I hadn't watched it in a long time. I thought, well, I'm going to jump into this with both feet and see how it is. It's not a perfect movie. No. By any stretch. I still kind of am thrown off by how clean and neat these girls look when they're <laughs> out there in the old Wild West with their hair all perfect mm-hmm. and everything. That really is distracting to watch yeah. in the film still. But overall... For what it is, it worked. You know, it's not a Western classic. But I've just, this falls into the category of if you just want a lazy Sunday afternoon movie, mm-hmm. you know, want to watch a Western maybe you haven't ever seen, this is one to watch. Yeah, I was uh, very nervous when I chose this one. Oh, really? Because I just, I had a list of ones and we were just coming up with ones we wanted to do. It meant a lot to me as a woman to do this one. Oh, yes. Um, because it spoke a lot to me. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I want to concentrate on the deeper aspects of it. But I was nervous about how it was received by people that are listening to our podcast. And it, I've actually been proud to see how it's well performed. Yeah, perform- yeah that would yeah. be the best word because I do know... You it know, had a slow takeoff, but it is our third place podcast yeah, yeah uh, people and yeah, i'm listens. so proud of that oh yeah i'm so proud of that yeah I, i'm kind of in the same boat that you are i wasn't sure how this one would yeah. go because it's a very underknown film mm-hmm. or unknown film in yeah. a lot of ways so i was very curious to see how it would mm-hmm. go but you're right it kind of got a little slow start but once it kind of started to pick up steam it went yeah i mean we we get kind of odd traffic sometimes to our podcast we'll do a podcast and you'll post it in a page we'll get coming in for maybe like shocker or uh running man mm-hmm. running man is our top performer. as of as of right now we were so excited when we hit 100 yeah. on it yeah and that may not be a lot to some podcasts but to us that was really cool look i mean i'm happy if anybody listens yeah so to get over 100 listens over on one podcast in particular yeah i'm good yeah because we we talked a lot about it about not getting too serious no about this podcast no that it was meant to be a voice for us to have fun yeah just do something together that we both enjoyed well you know it was something we both wanted to do our personalities are 
kind of a little bit introverted and shy sometimes. And it was, it's good to get to, to learn to talk and, you know, get your voice out there and, and, you know, have, listen to yourself and, and realize you're funny, you know, see the good things about your personality. Well, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. This one of the, the things that you mentioned was mm-hmm. some of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast, but also I had to learn to talk again because I didn't really, I think I even mentioned this in the podcast, there was nobody I really got to talk to about movies or anything mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And I kind of felt like I had lost my voice in it. You know, I had it all in my brain, but I didn't get to talk mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah. this was another, that was another little nugget in yeah. there that it's made me want to do this. Yeah. yeah, it's an outlet. There you go. That's the best way to describe yeah. it. I'm just happy when I get movies, pretty much like all these that I named and even the other ones that didn't make my list yeah. that you brought to the table because it helps to bring attention to some of these. Yeah. And Bad Girls is one that I was happy that we did because maybe that will help bring some attention yeah. to it, which apparently it has a little bit because it, it, it we got some good numbers on that one. Oh, yeah. I was very proud of that one. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I actually paid attention to the number, I was like, it's our third place. Yeah, third place. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Girls, a movie that you can't even buy really now. The, <laughs> I think it's out of print. Yeah. It is out of print. And yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if it's even on a streaming site. I, I looked... Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, so this yeah. is a movie, you'll see it unless you download it off of some site, maybe yeah. a bootleg site. Or, or buy it on eBay. Or buy it on eBay. Yeah. I mean, I think prices vary on mm-hmm. it. I don't know. It, these are the kinds of films I will want to do more of on the podcast. These yeah. films that are a little under the radar, maybe a little bit obscure, maybe some that people don't talk about that much. And we can kind of bring them to the table and maybe get some word out on them. Mm -hmm. Because this, I mean, not to tip my hand on this coming year, but I got a few of them that I'm going to be doing like Mm -hmm. that. Now, I got some more popular films that I'm going to do. I have a combination. Yeah, that's pretty much what mine are. Mine are a little mixed bag, but there's going to be at least probably two or three films that I'm going to do this year that are maybe not talked about quite as much or maybe a little bit more culty mm-hmm. kind of films that yeah. I want to do. And I mean, even on the bonus episodes, you know, I think you and I, we're going to try to maybe throw about two, maybe what, four bonus episodes mm-hmm. in this year, roughly. I yeah. Mean, so, yeah, I mean, we talked about when we started this podcast that we didn't want to box ourselves into a genre corner. No, no. We wanted to be able to do whatever we wanted to yeah. do and that's uh what we're gonna do yeah and um you know so you're just not boxed into one thing if that's your thing have at it well but like I said, sometimes you might do two horror yeah. movies in a row but that's gonna happen yeah. yeah but you know as i said i mean just get some different flavors in there mm-hmm. and anything that you can think of and like i said that's one of the reasons like bad girls that was the only western yeah that we've done mm-hmm. so far i mean i might end up doing some other ones you yeah. know or some mm-hmm. other ones at some point but as i said that's why i like that pick too because i was like okay well we went this was episode which one was that when bad we, girls was it episode Three. four? No, oh, it was four yeah because we went rad um r- no rad rad dazed and confused dazed and confused running, running man. man bad girls yeah and like yeah. I said, if you really look at those first four movies, they're four very different movies. Very different. 
and that's what I liked. It was the mm-hmm. diversity in that because you know they weren't all science fiction, they weren't mm-hmm. all action, they weren't all comedy. They were that was just different things. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to continue to do, just genres and different things. And like I said though, but I mean going back to Bad Girls, I mean I can't. I mean, like I said I can't say it's a perfect movie, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed the actresses in it. I thought, particularly considering the troubled production that that film had, yeah. I thought they did a good job of pulling the film together from mm-hmm. it. And I don't, I don't think it personally deserves the bad rap. No. It's good. Oh, trust me. I've seen movies far worse than mm-hmm. Bad Girls. Far worse. Because they could have made this a really kind of more of an adult film. Because when you look at the the prospect of that they were prostitutes, yeah, but they take the the sweeter kind of innocent quality of that you had the scene that caused the whole movie, yeah, where she didn't want him to kiss her, and there was this whole conversation about him wanting to kiss her, yes, but it was also a prospect that he saw her as I bought you. Yes, I own you. I own you in this, well, however long his whatever amount got him. Yeah. But you had that innocent quality of that she didn't want him to kiss her because she wanted to keep that pure Yeah. for her husband. For her husband, her passed away husband. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny that, you know, he was going on and on about his kiss and it, you know, it wouldn't be like, I want some of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have oh. really danced the other angle and been a lot more sexual and. Now that movie, we watched a version that was unrated, right? Right. So that would probably been maybe an R-rated cut of it, maybe. Yeah. Because it seemed like I remember when I watched it in the theater, it was PG-13. Yeah, it didn't have all the side boob and the... Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I have to admit, I don't remember, but it did seem like I remember the word version I seen mm-hmm. in the theater, I think, was PG-13, yeah. if, if I'm correct. So, But yeah, I get totally what you're saying on that. I thought that they did a really good job of getting the point across of how women were treated at that time, but not being vulgar. No. Despite them being prostitutes, they were human beings that were kind of victims of their circumstance, and you felt really kind of bad for them. You know, when you found out why they were there, how they ended up being where they were. I mean, to me, this film falls into something, too, which even films today, there's still a lot of difficulty in doing them, and this film's with strong female characters. Yep. Or female-led kind of action movies. That you can't be a friend to another woman. You can't be uh, decent to another woman. Because it's very hard. Like, I'm a woman. I Most of my friends have always been guys. Yeah. Because it's so hard to be a friend with a woman. Yeah, but these women all got yeah. along with each other. In yeah, this film. and so, they yeah. loved each other. Yeah. They were a little family. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, that's hard to capture. Well... That's one of the things I go back to that acting in the film. Mm-hmm. They played off of that very well. Now, I don't know how well these actresses got along in real life. Yeah. But on film, right. they sold it very well. Right. And like I said, that just goes back to the acting. I seen an um, interview the other day that they sold, showed scenes from this movie. Oh, really? Um, it was 
It was actually about Andy McDowell going gray-haired in, in Hollywood, accepting oh. her gray hair. Her age. Yeah. And not coloring her hair, just be, kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. did. When she went gray, everybody was just like, no, but no other woman in Hollywood's doing that. You know, embracing her age, embracing that you can still be beautiful and that kind of thing. But for whatever reason, they surprised her with Drew Barrymore. Hmm. And she, they went back to these scenes because they did this movie together, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. they talked about that movie. Wow. And because they, I, I guess they haven't done anything together since then. But Not that I can remember. This was right after we did the podcast. Wow. God, I guess that's too bad we didn't know that at the yeah. time. Yeah, we could have just yeah. put that in the episode, mm-hmm. maybe a little clip of that. But yeah. I thought it was interesting to see that interview with them together. And, of course, they didn't dance any of the stuff you read about them not enjoying it. It just kind of, they talked about their relationship to each other, not yeah. the the crap going on around them well yeah the production around them sometimes can be yeah less than ideal but you know you do get a you know you do get the friendship out of it despite right. the turmoil around you i right. guess is what i'm trying to get at yeah but i said i guess really that's going to be that's my honorable mention and it's still film i'm even going to say this right now if you haven't ever watched that film or even if you haven't listened to our podcast on the film yet mm-hmm. and you're just listening to this one, go back and either go back and watch the film and then check out the podcast yeah, because we, we it, walk scene by scene. Yeah, and because it's a nice little surprise to sit down and watch it. Like I yeah. said, it's no great film. Yeah. But it's a fun just Saturday, Sunday afternoon little time mm-hmm. waster film. It's just an yeah. enjoyable western. But like I said, that's my honorable mention and it comes highly recommended. Like I said, I it if I could do, like you said, if I had top four, it would have been easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that really surprises me to hear you say that. Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed the film. I mean, the actresses, I enjoy all of them. And it makes me wonder why it took me so long to rewatch that film again. I guess maybe it just fell up under the cracks and I just never got it's back to it again. One of those 90 movies that you just kind of yeah. just yeah. never saw again. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> But I guess that's going to wrap up our uh, top threes. And I'm just going to let everybody know that I think I kind of mentioned it. This coming year, you're going to get more diversity Mm -hmm. in our picks. And I guess we've kind of settled on so far, maybe about four bonus episodes are going to be scattered out through the year. There might be more. We'll see how everything plays out. But, you know, I don't want to really, like I said, I ain't going to tip my hand too much, but I do have some different things that I'm going to be playing up. There might be a couple classics thrown in there and then some mm. more obscure films. I don't know if Sherry's going to kind of hint at what she's got coming up. I think um, t- 2022 is just going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know as we're getting more and more comfortable with doing this, I mm-hmm. think the episodes are going to be a lot more easy and a little more free-flowing to do yeah. and everything. But so you said your picks are going to be a little bit all over the map, all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be similar to me. I'm kind of going to do a little mixed bag of stuff. There are going to be some classics in there and there are going to be maybe some not so classics. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just keep tuning in to the podcast and. uh, We want to thank everybody that's listening. Yes. Um, We kind of check the numbers and we, we really don't know who sort of a few people that have told us that they're listening 
we're, we're not really sure sometimes where our traffic's coming from other than it's coming from Facebook. We just don't know who. And we have seen, or you pointed out to me, there have been people listening in other countries. Mm -hmm. We have New Zealand, um, Japan, um, and you said you thought you know who that was. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of have, like, I've got friends that are in the UK that have been listening. Yeah. And so we got on listening everywhere. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, I want to thank you. And mm -hmm. you feel free to drop us any comments on the Facebook page mm -hmm. or at our email at themovieclinic at gmail.com. And it's T-H-A, not T-H-E, as far as the movie clinic. And feel free to drop us an email, any film requests that you have, any comments, any questions. That and our main website's themovieclinic.com. Yes, and the main website. Go there and check everything out. You can listen to the podcast there or any other places where you download. Podbay, Player FM, wherever. Yeah. But I guess uh, for now, that will wrap up this bonus episode. And until next time, I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.